What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 46 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your host, Chase Myers, in Seattle, Washington, down there in Louisiana. Just knocked out a bang for my co-host, the one, Josh Watts. Good evening, shitheads. This is episode good 43. Evening. <laughs> I actively, in my brain, tried to make sure I didn't do that because I've laughed at that since we edited. Good evening, shitheads. Uh, it'll never not be funny. When we were editing, uh, we, this is episode 46. That's one more than the last episode we did, and somewhere in between there, I got on stage and goddamn blew Lafayette's butthole straight up into heaven with some goddamn jokes. That's what happened. Blew their butthole straight up. Butts were exploding. It was like popcorn pop, but just butts exploding all over the seats. So many horde, <laughs> horde pussies and wet dicks. Just a flopping and popping, bro. Woo! It was gross. Gross. That's Thank you everybody 46, for tuning right in. There. there it is, dude. That's 46. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, make you make sure you subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Leave a comment, like the whole thing. Uh, podcast listeners, what's up? What's up? What's up? Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review on Apple, you motherfuckers! Just you enough, motherfuckers! Just, just I just would like you to hit five stars. Can you just stop right now and hit five stars? Can you just goddamn do that? Just one fucking thing. Josh is over there exploding buttholes. You can't push the goddamn button. Can we fucking get Every- this going? fucking week we give you this podcast goal we ask one thing of you besides some other things that we also ask of you and that's but to mostly give us a one thing review but mostly this one thing <laughs> and the other stuff too five but, stars but... click it <laughs> all right josh so josh uh did his first show last night we we're recording this on saturday the uh, 10th of april uh josh last night performed for the first time in over a year you haven't performed since december of 2019 whenever i was yeah, down dude. touring last time right yeah yeah that was the last time i went on stage was uh your show in december of 19 yeah of 2019 god damn it turns out you're still the greatest bruh all right uh, let's. I'm gonna take. Uh, hey, shit, it's hop on my huge muscular back. Let's take a ride down to Comedy Town. This is what happened. All right. I Josh have knows locked, the way. <laughs> I have been locked inside this fucking house for a year and a half with my children. I couldn't wait to get out yesterday. I cranked up Yacht Rock. I was screaming on the spillway all the way down. People were staring at me, thinking they would embarrass me by looking at me singing. And I'm fucking nah, dude. I'll fuck. Nah, dude. Go ahead, get your Instagram picture of this. Take a picture of that, huh? All them hard pussies yeah. in your fucking, in your feed yeah. then. Uh, You're welcome for going viral. <laughs> but I get to laugh yet. Uh, and it has been so long that I parked in on the street and was like, I don't think you can just park. You can't just park a car in the you street. You can't just park There's, in streets, right? <laughs> There's a meter right here. I'm like, I have to put money in that, right? It's after dark. And I was like, I think I have to put money in it. I went and looked and it was like, after business hours, it's free parking. I was like, yeah, but what do they consider business hours? And it had been so long since I'd been in the world. I was like, now I'm going to go park in a dark parking garage around the corner where nobody can see me. That's where I feel comfortable. I know I'm safe over there. Tell you what, though, it did make me feel good because when I parked uh, when I parked in the garage, I was on the second floor over like, if I tapped the gas on my car, I could have ended the show before it ever started because I was directly over the tents. Like... Oh, that's right, because y'all performed one, in a tent last night. One tap of the gas, and I could have ended the whole fucking thing. 
Uh, it's I like get a Bill there. Burr. Bill Burr's got that bit about people having psycho thoughts, and he was like, "You ever just oh. been driving on the road and see somebody on the sidewalk and just think, what if I just, <laughs> what if I just turned right now?" <laughs> He's like, "Just that little bit of turn, just three inches to the right." It's the worst tragedy in modern history. <laughs> Stay right here. Boring life. Like, <laughs> uh, man, I got there. Uh, I didn't know. It's been a long time since I've been at even at a show. So I was really excited just to be. How in, are your nerves? Bad. Real bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. I was like, I was trying to think if there's anything good leading up to it. Um, dude. <laughs> I thought I was going to throw up. I was like, I was real sweaty and I was really nervous. I was trying to remember what jokes I had that were good and like trying to remember them. And I had nothing. I couldn't remember a goddamn joke I've ever told. I went, I snuck around at the show because it was stone versus drunk versus sober. And I allegedly snuck around the corner to smoke CBD legal. Yeah. Just to relax yourself. Yeah. To relax myself. I'm pointing around this, around this, like you can see the trailer in Lafayette from around. Oh, I see like, that trailer around. over there. Yeah, it's back there. I see it uh, over there. And I watched YouTube videos of sets I've recorded before to try to refresh my brain. Mm-hmm. And all that, I watched, I only have like seven or eight. I don't think, I don't know if any of them are public. I watched as many of them as I could stand there. And Chase, I for real was like, oh, I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> was, did it feel like watching like a completely different person? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It felt like it, yeah. Uh, everything I, it, yeah. It felt like somebody else. I didn't feel like that was, I don't know. I didn't feel like that was me. I, I had such didn't... a hard time coming back after not performing for so long. It's, and it's crazy considering just how consistent I was for so long with performing, you know, multiple times a week and the whole thing. A decade. And, you know, and Over I take, yeah. And I take six months off and suddenly I'm like, can I do this at all? Like, is it like, I, how did I used to stand up there for 45 minutes and yep. control the crowd and make people right. laugh? Like, I, I, it's crazy how like, you're like, how I, that almost feels like that wasn't me. And they were, they were uh, like a, a loud and kind of rowdy crowd. And so I was like, oh, man, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I was getting really, I was like, I, 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 I thought I was going to throw up. Like, I honestly thought I was going to throw up before. And um, I w- <laughs> he called my name. And, dude, I've, I, I have always done it where I like to walk out and just stare at the crowd for a minute and just, I'm okay being just standing here staring at you. Or are you okay just staring at me? This is, Let's just get it out of the way. You know, I, I don't know why I've always done it. It's like a power move for me to just stare at him for a while. And uh, the second... I touched the microphone. I, it felt natural again. Yeah. Uh, it felt it felt so good to be up there. Um, I, t- <laughs> I immediately started out and won the crowd over. I talked about quarantine looks. And I told the entire audience, I said, I see everybody here went with Dumpy and Pale. <laughs> <laughs> that looks in. That looks uh, in right now. It looks hot. I told him. Uh, I told I've been trying to do. I... No. Yeah, right before right before the podcast, I, I literally I just told you this. I just like went for a walk because the sun is finally out in Seattle, and that only happens <laughs> like one day a week right now. And so I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go, or I'm I'm gonna be pasty forever. Like I have to do something. <laughs> it was in my brain that I had to I had to insult them right out of the gate just to make sure they know 
the the power yeah the give power him a little shot structure here give him a little shot a little yeah, jab. you need to know we'll start with everybody else has come out here everybody else come out here kissing your ass because they want to win a trophy i'm here to fuck your world up with troops you hear me no <laughs> uh i said that i told him about that dude when i said don't be What's your quarantine look Oh, I told them that uh, I told everybody that their quarantine look was dumpy and pale, obviously. And uh, I was worried that they were going to turn on me, but I waited just long enough for them to get a little weird. And I said, mine is obviously creatine Santa Claus. And I said, every year on, <laughs> Joe, every year on Joe Rogan's birthday, I ride a kettlebell down your chimney and deliver bang energy and DMT to the good children. <laughs> That's so good. That's so goddamn and, good. Dude, dude they, they popped. And I came up with that backstage and I told Mike Honore and a couple people, should I do this? Because I wasn't sure. Yeah. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And when it popped, I was fine. Because I had thought of that right before and it went over and I was like, oh, I'm good. And as soon as I, I it was it was fine. As soon as I started talking and I went into, all right. So I decided I didn't want to do any, I didn't like any of my old material. But I had a joke I had been working on for a long time about me trying to pet a coyote because I didn't have my glasses on and I thought it was a dog. Um, and it, it it's always done great. I've worked on it at Mike's for a couple of months and it's usually the whole five minutes or whatever I'm trying to. And I started to do it last night just like I had five minutes left or whatever in the set and I just went into the bit. And the second I started, I didn't remember any of it. Yeah. And so I took the idea and the premise and just added it and just kind of re- went fresh with it. And uh, it worked. And I've missed that. So I've missed so much trying to be on sharp on your toes on stage. Yeah. On that tightrope while you're to, out there. Oh, yeah. Man, I fucking missed it so much. Was Is that story, is it based in like any reality or is it just like a goofy yes. thing? Well, yeah. um, yes, sort of. I was, I was running one morning and it was like four in the morning and it was dark and kind of rainy and I didn't have my glasses on. So I can see shapes like I can look and go, oh, that's a dog. But I can't tell, you know, anything else. You can't tell if it's a coyote. <laughs> right. So I saw a dog one morning. I just ran over and squatted out, stuck my hand out. And it walked right over and I started petting it. And then I got up and took off running again. And like a quarter mile down the road, I was like. What if that had been a fucking coyote? Like, I just assumed it was a dog without even thinking about it. And then, and the bit now is, I see this dog and I think, I want to pet him. Does he want me to pet him? And then he starts smiling at me and showing me all his teeth. So obviously he's in for it. And I get closer and I'm getting ready to pet him. And he's so excited about me petting him that all the hair on his body is standing up. And And I got dogs too. And I build to it, and then my neighbor runs out with a rifle and shoots the dog. And I don't have glasses on, so I'm like, holy fuck, he shot his new dog rather than let me pet it. What kind of world, what has Trump turned us into is what I screamed. What has Trump made us? Is what I, <laughs> it's so stupid. And uh, I just kept rolling with it, and it, I, it found a good, I don't want to ruin the whole thing here in case anybody ever comes and sees me do a set, but it, I, it rolled... It rolled. It was the perfect set to help me get my confidence back. Do you think uh, doing the podcast every week helped, like, help keep you sharp? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt that too. Whenever I got back out, I have a, I have a little, I have a, uh, I have a competitive spirit in me with you, where, and it's not, it's not competitive. I want to make you laugh, 
So I'm always trying, I'm always, even not doing stage stuff, when we do our show, I'm still thinking, not like you're an audience member, but I'm still thinking of how no, to of get course. you to laugh. So I'm still kind of, so I think people didn't believe that I hadn't been on stage in a year and a half. I got, uh, I got a couple of dubious looks about it. Dubious. You like that? I do like that. Um, words, well, that's bitches. on them, bro. That's all, that's how far behind they were. Okay, is that you could take a fucking year and almost a half off and still be shining. Um, I, I thought, dude, I really did think there was a point where I was like, uh, if I do this tonight and it's bad, like I could just not do comedy anymore and just do a podcast. Like that might be the way that life goes now. And man, the second I got on stage, I was like, oh no, I'm doing this until I'm dead. For I'll oh no, this, this is it. This is the this best is, feeling in the world. I love this more than anything. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in my family. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm moving to New York. Everything happens now. I'm a star, baby. I'm a star. Uh, I had this one joke uh, that I wrote. I haven't done it on stage yet. And it's kind of that same thing where it's like, uh, it didn't really happen, but I just thought, like, what if this did happen? And None of mine really happened. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of our stuff is based in, like, a moment of truth and then, you know, some exaggerations or whatever from there. I've had years a dog a before. <laughs> years, yeah, years a little less than most. But uh, I, had, I had this thought about um, how it's still fucking... I still wake up in the morning to go to work and there's frost on my windows still right now. It's April. What the fuck? And so uh, it, I hate it. Like it gets to 55. I don't like it either. Listen to this switch that happened in my life. For 26, 27 years growing up in Louisiana, when it hit 50 degrees, I was freezing. Now, yeah, world shuts down. Five years in Seattle, whenever it hits 50 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's warm out. Ooh, ooh, maybe, maybe you know I don't those have to assholes wear that wears your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, now I don't have to wear a second jacket over my hoodie and everything. Now I could just wear a hoodie. This is nice. Uh, and so one day, like a year or so ago, I, it like, it's it was real cold it snowed i'm sitting in my car i don't have i don't have a scraper to scrape the ice off of my car you know what i'm saying because i'm not built that way that's not a thing that i ever had to worry about in my life and i'll just and i'll just go forever without taking care of it myself if i gotta sit there for 40 minutes while all my shit defrost then that's just that's the hand i was dealt baby i don't yep. know i don't know what you I, want me I, to might, do. I might turn the water on and run the wipers once or twice over it yeah that's, that's the most i'm gonna do that's what i can I'll do wait. i guess i'm gonna sit here i guess i'm just gonna mother sit nature here. doesn't want me to hurry obviously so who am i who am i to question look, nature who am i to push mother nature okay look this is the world telling me to take a step back calm down <laughs> and so uh <laughs> So I'm sitting there just relaxing, right? And uh, and then I hear somebody tap on my window. Josh, terrifying. I can't see shit outside of my window. I have, no, I have no idea what is outside my window at 6.45 in the morning <laughs> while I'm sitting Nothing. in my car like Walter White about to go uh, fucking kill some Nazis. That's what, no, it's a yeah. <laughs> and It's a Pacific Northwest Rougarou, bro. It's out here. And so... It's the ghoul of Gray's Harbor. That's uh, Travis Nelson taught me about that dude. Uh, so uh, I open the door and it's just like a nice guy that lives in the houses that I'm parked in front of. And uh, he gives me an ice scraper. And I was like, oh, man, that's, uh, you know, thank you. And so that's still the ice scraper I use. Right. So here's you the part. Keep that it I, or you just he was like, here, use this. And you drove away with it. Yeah, I just was like, thanks, bro. And it just took off. Uh, no, he <laughs> gave it to me. Down yeah. How no. sad is that? They're like, look at this poor little idiot outside. Just He's going to sit in that car for an hour until the ice melts. 
Paul, yeah. go get him one of those ice scrapers. That's exactly what happened. The boy's going to die. The boy's going to die. Boy, <laughs> the boy, he's not right. The boy's not right. He can't Is that ice plate in St. Louisiana? He's going to be dead in a week. You better get out there. He's uh, uh, Bless his heart. He had no chance. Don't even <laughs> bless say bless his heart, heart out here. Bless and, his heart. <laughs> and so the part that I wrote that was extended was like, uh, I thought it would be funny if I saw that same situation later, if I saw somebody else iced over and like, oh, I'm going to pay it forward. And uh, but because I remember me being scared when they knocked on my window, I would just use the scraper to scrape the ice on the window so that I can see them. And then the joke I wrote is whenever I scraped it, it was a dude jacking off in the car. <laughs> and, uh, that's uh, that's my I haven't done it on stage yet, but I think it's it's so different than anything else I ever write because nothing I ever write. Is I never expected like that. it. To, yeah. Yeah. I, never, so, I didn't expect that. But I wrote it the other day and it made me laugh and I keep thinking about it and I just keep thinking about wiping the ice off of somebody's car and <laughs> Dude, I like that. That's a good bit. Yeah. So I don't know. That might be something. I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna fuck with your head right now, and I know he's listening to this and I know he's watching this. Uh Ooh, this is for you. M- Morgan Wright let's, had oh, a let's bit get last night that was good. Oh, okay. So he, he's changed his style up. Yeah, hey, it's totally different from him. It's a it's new totally approach from him completely. He decided okay. to go to go funny. Huh. I told right right before I walked on stage, I told Jace, I said, I'm about to blow your mind because this whole year and a half I've been off, I got red pilled real hard. I'm super right wing now, and I took the mic and ran on stage. <laughs> I've read a uh, lot of interesting <laughs> stuff. So there's a I lot just, of re I've done a lot of research. <laughs> okay. I just People are saying, you know, people I'm are gonna saying. I'm going to put it out there. I want to timestamp it because I don't know if Morgan's recorded this yet or not, but I'm going to edit this in so that it can be my bit and I can keep it. Oh, forever. good. Let's take this. Let's Morgan <laughs> said uh, he's dr- he's drank so many Monster Energy drinks over his life that any kid he has is named Kyle by default. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. That's a good bit. Good bit, Morgan. Yeah, I laughed really hard at that. That's the only thing he's ever said, ever said to me. <laughs> ever. No. Um, no, we love you, Morgan. You know that. So, uh, how, how did, like, it was like a competition show, right? It was drunk versus yeah. stone yeah. versus drunk, sober. It's, uh, stone, who yeah, are the stone dorks that were sober? Some of them sober dorks. This sober dork and I have matching Godsmack tattoos that we found out. <laughs> uh, that's the weirdest fucking thing ever. This, I have the same placement. Tattoo. Same placement. Almost identical tattoos, and when we started joking about it, we also do almost identical bits about that tattoo. When I used to try to justify it, now I just fucking dare somebody to make fun of it. But I used to feel like I had to justify it when I was a coward. Uh, (laughs) I don't gotta explain shit to you. No, this guy, uh, his name is Brian Gendron. Uh, Gendron. I met him, he's a Houston comic. He has a podcast called Breaking Bits. Okay. And uh, there's a reason... Uh, and he tells me his, he's got his whole bit. We talk about how funny it is. That we have matching tattoos and how similar the bits are. And uh, he's like, y'all yeah, both do jokes about it. Y'all both do jokes about the Godsmack tattoo. Not anymore. I did. But we talk. He's like, I got a bit about it. And he tells me his bit. And I was like, that's funny because I have a bit. And I told him the bit. I do it sometimes. Depending, like if I'm at a country club show, I would mention my neck tattoo. But now it's not even worth it. I don't, probably don't have sleeves on, so the, the neck tattoo is low on the stuff on the on the list of things I need to explain to be in an expensive place right. now. <laughs> uh, but he started telling me a bit like we very similar, and he goes, "But you know, I end my bit with because uh, he met a guy in a crowd who had one, and he's like, it's like I met my intellectual equal, 
And uh, he's like, it was very disappointing, though, because instead of, like, deep conversation, we were both just like, hoo, 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 and he, like, grunted like a gorilla. And it's right. a good bit. That and is he, good. He was so, when he was sober, he was last night closed out the show, and he went on stage, and he did the bit. And then he mentioned Creatine Santa Claus from earlier, and the crowd popped for me. I got a Road Warrior pop. Just at the Ooh. mention of my name at a show, That's I was right. on four people earlier. And... He said that about the intellectual equal and like did the caveman thing and the crowd turned on him. They thought he was making fun of me and they turned on him. They dude, rushed the stage because it's such a good joke and they stomped the shit out of that dude. Well, look, man, if you, <laughs> no, but there was, if you come from the crowd moment, favorite, that's what's going to happen. There was a moment where he said, and it's a solid, it's a solid bit. He's a good dude. He was funny. Uh, but there was a moment where the crowd was like, oh, I don't know, we kind of like that dude. But Team Sober... We don't team understand. Sober, team Sober didn't didn't come... They, nobody... How could they? Even how if they're team funny, sober they ever win. Even yeah, if how could funny, Team they Sober ever win. win? Right. Because the crowd is like, fuck you, you think you're better than me? That's what I would think. We're at a bar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it came down to uh, Team Drunk and team uh stone which was me and that guy brian had a podcast partner has named drew and uh Ed, drew is not a heavy him. oh dude, he's not a heavy smoker and it, it it fucked with his head a little bit he was like i felt like i was really slow and i was like you're not even on stage i don't you didn't even go on stage. <laughs> 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 no but uh i that it, team drunk won at the last <sighs> I didn't want to get into this, As, but look, everybody on here knows that we've had our issues with Google, YouTube's, Spotify, Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, the Nate people Bergazzi. at Sesame Street, Nate Bergazzi, Conor uh, McGregor, Conor McGregor, uh, a couple of boy bands that the K-pop group that we don't like, um, Rusty and Dusty, and they dirty pants. Everybody that shit they pants, uh, we all of them. Have teamed up together and were in that crowd last night. Of course, to make of sure course they were. That I didn't win because what I did, Chase, Chase, what I did, I walked out on that stage. Like this is what I brought this on the stage. Trap saw Jim Duggan came out on stage delivering true patriotic gold. Right? <laughs> yeah. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> a fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, you've not said that to me at some point. I I don't know, but. Mike, good job, sir. Well done. <laughs> You've made comedy proud with that. It's an honor. <laughs> so I thought of that the other night, and I've been trying to find a way to cleverly slip that in because I knew you would appreciate Trap Well, you Duggan. fucking nailed it. You goddamn destroyed my face just now. So <laughs> I couldn't even... I like I, I it was so good I couldn't even laugh I was just oh my god my god that's start clapping now start <laughs> I've been doing that uh, I've been doing it as a joke to Michelle I've been calling myself Trapadonis Rex uh, I've called myself just all kinds <laughs> I've just been calling myself like any trap jaw any kind of trap thing I could think of I've been trying yeah. to call myself just as a joke to her but traps all Jim Duggan I, I said last night and I was like I'm gonna save that because I gotta tell Chase oh that's, that's, yeah that's hey, I want to tell you another thing. Uh, there's a guy that listens to this podcast, and his name is Blaine, and he's Morgan's up, buddy. We know Blaine. What's up? Oh, okay. That, that Blaine. Yeah, I know Blaine. Love Blaine. Uh, until last night. I'm going to tell mm. you what Blaine did last night. Mm. At this show in Lafayette, 
We're standing around in the circle, in the comedian circle, right? It's me. It's your boy, Mike Conroy. Yeah. It's it's Morgan Wright. It's Jason Leonard. It's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other people in a comedy circle, right? Blaine is standing there, and he goes, oh, shit, there's Chase. And everybody turned around and was like, oh, shit. And it was Chase Bonnet. <laughs> Poor Chase. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan said, oh, man, I thought you meant Chase Myers. And I turned around, I looked blank right his face and said, you know what you did, and I'm going to tell Chase what you did. <laughs> and then I didn't have my glasses on last night because I wanted to look extra tough for my first show. And I saw Chase Bonding, and I pointed at him like, hey. And I don't know. I don't know for if sure, he recognized me, if he thought I was trying to fight him. Because I didn't get like a wave or an acknowledgement. So I don't know if he thought or if it was even Chase. It might not have been Chase. If you saw me at the show last night and I pointed at your face, it was me saying hi to your face. It wasn't a, it wasn't a threat. I realize. I mean, it is now since he didn't acknowledge it, you. But It is now. He might have acknowledged me. But since you didn't acknowledge me in a big enough uh, physical enough motion for me to see it without my glasses on, uh, you're on my list now. Number two. Yeah. Right behind Dr. Phil McGraw. I watched too many Dr. Phil episodes on YouTube. I'm ready to take him out, bro. I've had it. Yeah, he's got to go. Enough. I've had it's enough of this bullshit. It's been entirely too bullshit. long. I had to log into Facebook last night. Um, here's the problem, Chase. Uh-oh. Shows are starting back up. Uh, I'm vain and want those pictures of myself. Right. So I had to go in and add the people from the show in case they posted a picture of me. So I had to add them as friends. They sent for, they're like, Hey, I'm sending your friend request. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. And to my shock, I was able to open Facebook and hit add on the couple of people and then close it out and not look at you it. You didn't dig. You didn't go didn't look. Dig. Didn't Dang. dig one fucking time. Uh, cause as I was, I was adding them on friends. I was like, do I need to go look? Uh, Jason sent a message in the group Facebook message, like the group messenger with mm-hmm. the picture. So I didn't have to go look. So dude, I clicked, Add add on a couple of the people from the show and saw all the other notifications and didn't and it the biggest thing is not ignoring it is that it hasn't eaten my brain up wondering what it was and like yeah good for you bro uh just send me any pictures you want post it I'll post them for you I will post thank you uh my my best friend co-host of my podcast I is love better that you won't let me us. get my gone I love and, it. Is off of social media. Please, these likes are for him, and I will post that. I will absolutely post it. Uh, yeah, it's good. It, shit, felt man. So, I it, it felt so good to be back in the world, just to be out. Like I haven't been out to anything at all, ever. Yeah, in a year and in, in a year and since all this started, and it was so good to just be out and to dare somebody to say something to me about not having a mask. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Red pill, bro. I uh, I had a show last <laughs> night too. I uh, I performed at the uh, at the Horsefucker City, and uh, and did, I did you talk did about so, it. No, we did so well they forgot that that ever happened. It's been erased from the history of Enum Claw. We we have successfully uh, elevated that place to a new a new spot. So you're it's, welcome. Uh, you're welcome, Enum Claw. You're welcome. Uh, no, it was dope. It was at this place called the Chalet Theater. It's uh it's, it's a like terrible a name theater. for a city. That's a terrible Enum name Claw? for a city. It's not yeah. great. 
Like horse, when horse fucking city is more catchy than the actual name of your city, you need to do some thinking about your city. Just what are we doing here? You know, Eno like what Paul. is this? What is this? It's unacceptable, is what it is. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it was dope though. It was uh me, Travis Nelson, my roommate, uh, six nine, six nine, and uh, and Kermit Apio headlined it. Who is uh, he's just a killer professional. He's been out in the Pacific Northwest area for thirty years. He's done everything in Comedy Central. He's got a great dry bar special. And uh, and yeah, dude, it was like. I was a little nervous. So it seats 500 people and uh, we can do up to 50. Per- By the way, I saw your show was fucking packed. You guys sold out too, didn't you? That was fucking amazing. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I don't know How if many it people sold out. That? Well, J- Jason posted that it sold out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know that. It, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, he said they had like a 60 pre-sales or something. Like it was the second most pre-sales they've ever had. Um the place in Lafayette, Worst Beer Garden, is an awesome. It's an awesome venue, and it seems like kind of a. It seems like one of those venues where people just come to, regardless. Like you'll get some people that are just on. coming to go there because of whatever. But yeah. uh, the walk up was, like the people that bought tickets come in, and then they just did not stop coming. Everybody would That's come dope. up, and the sound is good enough that you can hear. If you're at the door and you're like, "Hey, what is this?" You can hear enough that you will want to come in. Like, no, I don't, I didn't see anybody leave when they walked nice. in. So yeah, yeah it definitely awesome. seems like they want comedy there. It definitely, every, every time I see them post about that show, like any show they do there, it seems to always be full. So Friday uh, night, it's early. It's at a really good popular bar in the middle of downtown. And it's, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. The crowd is really, uh, it's kind of a wild show where the crowd is pretty interactive and, you know, you get to talk yeah. a lot of shit to them there. It's fun. It's a good show. That's pretty dope. Uh, oh, yeah, so it. this uh, this venue, it's like I said, it seats like five hundred, uh, but Ooh. we can only do fifty. We can only do fifty percent capacity. So I think we got like a hundred and twenty or something like that, probably like that up in there. I think we skirted that because it's in a tent. Yeah, outside, but it they didn't. It was. I mean, there was no seats anywhere. Oh, I saw the pictures. Full. Yeah, y'all are y'all are all making out with each other and stuff. Yeah, spitting uh, each other's mouths. <laughs> it's, it's hot. It's just hot. So where was it? It's a theater in Enumclaw, or is it a casino? Yeah, it's it's a it's a theater. It's like a it's a one screen movie theater, but they do live performances and stuff there too. Oh, like awesome. there's a, there's like a stage in front of the movie theater uh, screen. That's so, where the guy fucked the horse, right? Was on that stage. right, right on that stage, and then they they videoed it, and now they show uh, they show airings of it every Friday. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's what opened for us actually was, uh, the short film. Here's a three uh, hour video of a guy fucking a horse. Yeah. And, uh, man, people just get fired up about it, dude. They just come out. It's, uh, you know, they have a lot of pride and, uh, you know, what is funny is that the guy that, uh, that died fucking that horse, however it happened, uh, he is not from Enumclaw and the people of Enumclaw will make sure to bring oh, that yeah. up. That, no, that bu- yeah, he's like, no, that's not our guy. He came from Seattle. They just happen to be horses in Enum Claw. But that's a Seattle fuck. That's what that is. Like, they really- if there were Seattle horses, he'd have fucked them. But there yeah. wasn't. That's why he came there down wasn't. here and he came our city. And fucking dirtied our city. Just dirtied our name. And now people call us a horse fucker city. It's been 12 years. It's been 12 goddamn years. <laughs> no horse fucking incidents in 12 years. And they still bring it up. Still bring it up. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't touch on it. It's not. It's it has been. Uh, that venue does uh, shows. You know, like six or seven shows a year of comedy stuff, and I seem to be for whatever reason on two or three of them. Because you don't uh, bring it up. <laughs> You're the only yeah, guy maybe, who doesn't mention it. Yeah, that. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, but it does seem like it's just kind of been, uh, It's we've just been beating that dead fucked horse. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Josh? You know comedy? You know the comedy? The, you know, the rule dead of horse. 30s? But I, I flipped it because it's a, it's a fucked, it's a horse that was fucked, but it's, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I get comedy. <laughs> okay, good. I know you did. Uh so yeah, it, it was dope. I, I decided it was like me and Travis were going to do 25 minute sets and then uh, Kermit was going to do whatever he felt like. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, whatever he wanted to do. And I was OK with it. Um, and yeah, I, I was like, I'll host because I usually uh, uh, guilt Travis into hosting because I'm just like, you're just the best host. You're just so much better at hosting than I am. <laughs> and it's just, I, you know, it's I, I'm not I'm not like from there. So it's it's not the same like it'll be a turn off instantly. <laughs> yeah, you know it's the accent and the whole thing. I'm more of like a novelty act. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta space me out. And so I decided I was like, man, I'll just host. I was like, I'm not doing 25 minutes. That sounds like a nightmare. I'm gonna do 20 minutes. Uh, and they'll just <laughs> like that. A huge difference. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a difference. And uh, and. Uh, I went up and was having such a good time. I was like, actually, I'm doing 30. I'm gonna do, <laughs> I'm gonna do more time than what I said I was gonna do. And yeah, it was just great, man. They they were just like really receptive, really excited to be there. Um, uh, Travis killed. Travis, I felt so good for because I've I've been really lucky in that uh, I've been just performing a lot in the last few months. Mm. And uh, but Travis has only got to do maybe a handful of sets. And the last one that he did was he headlined uh, the worst club in Washington uh, like a month or two ago. And, uh, and it's just, it's pretty rough. And me and, me and Travis usually do that show together. We've co-headlined that club together. It's the only club that's headlined me. Um, and uh, it, it, we've always got lucky that we seem to be able to draw a little bit and it can't, you know, mm -hmm. like it wasn't bad. And, uh, but he told me, he was like, no, I just, I finally got one of the bad ones where he had just, it's only one show a night and it's, uh, now it's only Friday and Saturday. It used to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so he was like, dude, I had to do an hour after not performing for a year and there's eight people and they're angry at me. And that was like, that's the, that's what's been on him for the last month of like he hasn't got to get that off of him and so it was really cool to like uh what like we just all got to really just flex like it just they were right there for us we all did really well it was great watching kermit because he's such a pro and uh and that was what me and he hadn't performed at all live since the <laughs> lockdown he had done zoom shows and stuff and so i was like really That'd interested count. in that uh, yeah it doesn't count at all it's a completely different thing not at all <laughs> yeah but I was I was really excited to see him because I was like, I wonder if that like just 30 years of comedy, like if it just snaps back, like if he just mm -hmm. jumps back into it and pretty much, dude, like he was on fire. Like it was it was really impressive to see. I definitely not 30 years, but, you know, we've been doing me and you have been at this over 10 years. Ten, yeah. And there was definitely. In a level of instinct, like. Even if I don't remember every detail of my bits, I remember how to be on stage. I remember how yes. I remember how to time things. I remember where a punch should be, which I can't begin to tell you how much I've missed trying to hit it as you're, you know, like 
Ah, man. Oh, it's the greatest I'm, feeling I'm, I'm in the so world. I'm so fucking it's amped so about like, it. I can't even get the words out. <laughs> it's the greatest feeling in the world. I had a goofy thought, and then I went out, and I made yep. people die laughing at this weird thing that was just a thought in my mind at one point. And, and now it, I can control a crowd repeating yep. that. They told me before I went up, oh, they're a little wild. They're a little wild tonight. Don't, you know, just don't let it get to you, which made me even more nervous. But to realize that I have, that I've done it long enough and we've done so many horrible shows and fought so many crowds that there's a level of, uh, I'm scared of you motherfuckers. Like, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> there is a level of, I'm, I don't know. You should no, have nothing. You type, also you know. like. I have, I have a, uh, there's a level of confidence that I've had since we came back that really is just because I now know how bad it can get because you took, you took comedy away from me for a year. And so I know what it's like now to not have comedy. So you can't hurt me. Like you really can't hurt me. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, there definitely is like, I definitely do feel uh, a little bit more of confidence. I seem to be giving off more confidence than what i even feel i've had a lot of people come up and tell me like oh man you're so polished and all this stuff and it's mm. doesn't look like it's a even though in my head i'm freaking the fuck out like and i'm having right. all these like you know just trying to get back it, my stage legs that's what i like to yeah. say i'm like still trying to get my like stage legs under me i feel like I, I i recorded myself last night and i watched the video and i noticed my new nervous tick which you always point out was my my old one was touching my face now as i rub my belly i just rub my belly a lot on stage <laughs> seems to be seems to be like oh, that's that where that's like where that. I'm comfortable. I yeah, I kept doing I was watching I was watching the setback this morning and I kept going, Stop fucking touching your belt. And it's not like I'm putting my hand on my stomach and just leaving it there. I'm full like circle rubs on my belly while I'm like mid like mid joke. Like uh, yeah. Fucking it, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's what happens because I got a belly now. That's what happened here. I got a belly to touch. <laughs> and so yeah. It was it was uh it was nice. This is the first time I've been around anyone. Uh, since I've been a little more serious about health and like, I've gotten a, uh, I've become this stunning Mohawk meat castle. And yeah, right everybody now. was impressed. Everybody was impressed it, with what they saw. Dude, it made me feel really good. I, I had, uh, I, I felt good and I, I do forget sometimes that I look like this and I was walking down the street and laugh yet. And I like, people were noticing how fucking handsome I am. <laughs> <laughs> it happens bro that's uh one of my favorite things is whenever i lost all that weight and had that little glow up a couple years ago uh dude it's i love it i like i i like the attention i don't give a fuck what that makes me sound like i like being told i'm handsome that's that's people, a good feeling people would move a little bit out of the way when i was walking by on the street and stuff it was really uh one of the other comedians said oh the mohawk muscled up guy and i was like dude he wasn't That's exactly saying it to how me. you describe me. That's exactly how you described me. He said it to somebody me. else about me, and I was like, "This is the." That's all I've wanted my whole life. You just did it for me, Drew. <laughs> you just did it. My, that's yeah. it. You did it. No idea. My wife gave how much. My wife gave me, me two children, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything next to a stranger calling me muscled up. <laughs> <laughs> it really is what's important. Yeah, it really is. But um, it was it was so good. It was so good to just be back in comedy. But I wished you were there. Me too, man. Because the, a huge part of comedy, and I, I think it's a, a it might be a, a scene thing, but in Baton Rouge, like us, the in-between times are some of the most fun. All the shit talking and the dancing and the bullshit you do in between. Well, and yeah, then, we definitely had a tight 
uh, camaraderie <laughs> with our group. Like, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, those three or four comics of us that we've been doing it together forever. That there's, yeah. Um, and me and Mike got to break in a little of that last night. And, bro, it felt so good to just be dancing behind the show and talking about wet, wet dicks and hard pussies. <laughs> we were ruining people's meals because they're eating... Like it's a restaurant, so there's also like they're eating three feet from me and Mike grinding up, like doing this talking about hard pussies, hard pussies gonna be hard. Yeah, me and me and Travis, that was the first show we've done together in over a year, you know. So like it was that same thing too of like, oh man, isn't this great? Like we're taking over the world oh, again. Yeah. Look at us, <laughs> yeah. Look at us, we're the greatest comedians of all time, and look at look at what we yep. did tonight. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up too. Uh, I'm about to go on the road for two weeks. Uh, so, hold on, let me let me get some dates out right quick. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I uh, April, too. April, hell yeah, April 14th through 17th next week, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna be in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, at the Looney Bin Comedy Club. The week after that, the 21st through the 24th, I'll be at the Looney Bin, Oklahoma City. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to, uh, to really get into it. I, that was a good, that was a good last show before I go get on the road and go really like hammer it out. So I feel uh, way more confident going to these two clubs than I did a month and a half ago doing, uh, their other two clubs, you know, like I definitely feel, I mean, you, one, one good set could get your confidence. Yeah. Like one, the same way one bad set can shake you one. One good set can really, but I, I, we've been doing it long enough that even if I had bombed last night, I don't know, like it happens. Like let, I let me bomb comedy. and get it out of the way. <laughs> I lost comedy for a year. I, I, yeah, I would have loved the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what it's like to just go to fucking work five days a week and live a regular ass, boring ass life. How do you dorks do it? How <laughs> do you do it every day? Like <laughs> uh, May thirteenth, I am headlining uh, at the Worst Beer Garden. Yeah, Encore performance. Boom! So we're gonna go from ten minutes of bullshit to I'm gonna shoot an hour and forty five minutes of. Just ad libbing. What else? What else I want to talk about? What? We said that last night so many times. Me and Mike. What else? What else? What, what's going on in the news? What else I want to talk about? <laughs> how much time I got? I uh, want to say shit, that as soon as I walked on? on stage. I wanted my first thing to be. How much time I got? <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I time this right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man. Uh, we, uh, good. I just wanted to apologize to anybody who watched uh, a whole bunch of videos about a fake cop guy that I said I would talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I, on you, man. That, yeah, what are you doing promising topics for the next week? You know, we just talk about whatever's on our mind at the moment. Like, <laughs> I've already moved on from the Jeremy DeWitt. I told everybody, like, watch this, and we're going to talk about it for an hour and a half. Uh, I can't wait to dive into it. Go watch 74 hours of YouTube videos. We're going to get into it. And, like, within an hour of saying that, I was on to weirdos in the bodybuilding YouTube industry, and that's, that's a rabbit hole I, I'll never dig out right, of. So... I didn't do my research on the cop thing. I uh, I knew you were nope. full of shit. We're too uh, late to talk about it. Not getting into it. All right, so you don't want to give like this little clip for for the people that have been pining for it, the people that have been waiting. That did, did so all this the research and pay him off a little bit. There's a guy, uh, the 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 uh, most famous guy. His name is Jeremy Dewitt, and he runs yeah. a a company called Metro State, 
which is specifically designed to look like police, and he's a funeral escort. So he he makes all his cars and stuff look like cops, and he just yells at people on the street. And he has fake lights in his car. Like he's gotten busted pulling over. He's pulled over real cops as a fake. Cop. Because he thinks it's funny to do that, like this is like his bit, or because no. he feels he, like he needs to help the police. Yeah, he thinks that he is. Uh, well, now that you said it, I don't know if he thinks he's helping, but he thinks he's. He thinks he has the right to do it. I guess. Does he think he's Batman? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And then he, it went so far as like he is the most famous of them, and it went so far that like. He went There's on copycats? Dr. Phil. Oh, oh, tons of them. Tons of them. I've watched, that's a rabbit hole. If you go into like cop impersonators busted or fake cops busted, the, the videos, I've watched YouTube body cams. I found a YouTube channel that was called Real World Police and it's unedited body footage cam. And dude, I would watch, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, I would watch three hours worth of a cop's yeah. body footage to see this idiot Got like it, yeah, man. It's just unreal how dumb and the arguments. And if you were in the military, you understand how people say your rank repeatedly as condescending, Sergeant. I need you to listen, Sergeant. I'm asking you a question, Sergeant. And he just kept. There's one video where he he's talking to this cop that arrested him for impersonating a cop, and he just keeps on. Sergeant, I'm asking you a question. Sergeant! And did I watch like two hours and 50 something minutes of body footage and that cop ignores that dude the whole fucking time. It's a level of professionalism unmatched to just be able to stand it. But then you... So that guy, Jeremy so DeWitt... When you say he's impersonating cops, he's actually dressing like a cop? Well, this is where the... This is the loophole. Um, yes. Anybody, any reasonable person who sees his car, his uniforms, his, the lights on his vehicles would think they're a cop, but they're not because it's amber and purple lights or like the police, the, the badge with an Eagle isn't actually an Eagle. It's a vulture. So it's not a cop badge because it's not an Eagle, but it's a badge that says officer, but like, they are paid by funerals to to escort them through lights and stuff so people don't interrupt the funeral party. But he carries a gun that shoots uh, pepper spray pellets, but it looks like a Glock. Until you take it out of the holster, you can't tell that it's not a Glock. Yeah. So it looks like he has a gun. And the pepper it shoots pepper spray cartridges. And you can get it in neon yellow so people know it's not a real gun. And of course he doesn't <laughs> like he carries the full on the black one and the lights being purple and amber instead of blue and amber. Very minor things, but he's been on, he went on Dr. Phil to try to explain um, why he's not impersonating a cop. And Dr. Phil did more to that dude to ruin that dude's credit in an hour than YouTube's done in seven years. Because Dr. Phil just took this guy's uniform on a mannequin and put it next to a cop uniform on a mannequin. It was like, tell me the differences. Yeah. And as much as I hate Dr. Phil, he made that guy look like a real idiot. And even the guy's lawyer looked like a dipshit. It was, it was great. And then that's a good check. Then it leads into 
just all of the people that buy police badges and then try to stop people. Like it's unreal. The people like uh, a guy went into a Best Buy and wanted a federal agent discount. An old man, gray hair in a suit with a gun in his belt and a badge. And he wanted the federal agent discount on a cell phone plan. <clears throat> and so the, uh, the Best Buy clerk called the cops and the cops come. The cops come and ask this guy, are you carrying a weapon? And he says, yes, I'm a federal agent. And he shows them a fake badge. And they're like, this badge says something because he bought it online. He's like, well, yeah, it's not a real gun either. And they're like, why are you talking so, to me like I'm the dumb one? Right, right. Well, yeah, like you're, <laughs> yeah it's, not, it's not real good. I mean, I know I just said it was, and I know I'm trying to get the discount right now, but, I mean, you guys fucking believe that? Why would you believe that? <laughs> and then he fucking, was shocked that they'd people, him. <laughs> some people, you know? One of them, one of my favorite videos, uh, and I, I'll send it to you, uh, a kid. A oh, you should driving. edit it in right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what <laughs> Every shit that listens to this podcast right now I want you to, under- to understand I will publicly uh, Acknowledge, not apologize But acknowledge That nothing will ever be edited into the footage of this podcast Ever again As long as Josh out. is doing it <laughs> It won't be edited out It's not getting put in Whatever we say, it's in to stay forever And I regret ever saying Hey, put that clip of this in here Because man these muscular fingers take six hours. If if the fans of this podcast knew how long it took me to click on a fade button and drag the music up and how mad I got at it, they would never listen to us again. Yeah. <laughs> we've had to end we've had to end Zoom calls because I get so mad that my fingers. We just need to take a break. Fingers, we just need to take a little break. I'll call you back. Let me just call you yeah, back. I'll just... call you back. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just gonna scream into my pillow for a second. Just hold on. Just hold on. We'll be right back at it. <laughs> there's a All right, video so what's of, the what's the video yeah a cop is is like driving down the street and he sees like an eclipse like a mitsubishi eclipse car pulling somebody over and what's clearly a 15 year old kid at their window taking their stuff with a badge on his pants and the cop pulls over like hey what are you doing and this kid tells the sheriff oh i work for the sheriff's department I was just on my way to check in for my shift and I saw this guy speeding. So I pulled him over and that other cop was like, Oh, you know, you're not supposed to pull him over in your civilian stuff. You don't have your gun belt or anything on. He's like, that's a little suspicious. He didn't say that. He's like, it's just a little weird to see that. So, uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna call this in. And then he caught the cop walks back and it's the cop's body cam. (laughs) And he calls the desk and he says, this dumb shit just told me, or this idiot just told me that he was about to come sign in for shift. Oh, that cop is working that shift. So if the kid yeah. was really coming into work, they would be coworkers and would know each other. <laughs> he's like, they're right in front. He's, oh man. And then the guy's like, so I don't know what this is. They run, and the kid is just like some 17 year old kid, just a kid who put lights in his car and pulls people over. So, are cops uploading their body cam footage? Like, why, how are you seeing that? I have no <laughs> oh, idea. Hands up. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, I, didn't know, I didn't know I asked such a dangerous question. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. 
We gotta go, bro. <laughs> and then, then that just got edited out right there. The answer yeah, that was just edited. the first edit. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't know. It's <laughs> but it's like four hours. I don't know if it's like a um, freedom of information or like okay. a uh, or it's the laptop that I stole from the police department. I, I don't. It could be anything. Oh, speaking of cops. It has been a long time since I had a whole bunch of weed in a backpack and was walking down a street in a city somewhere and trying to look normal and cool. Yeah. And I was never been more aware of the bright purple shirt and the mohawk I have on than when I was walking past a, a whole bunch of cops sitting on their cars with weed all in my backpack. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And I was like, I look like I probably got weed in this backpack. But I tell you what, I got some new stretchy jeans from Old Navy. And yeah. Those, cop, those cops are, were a little big. And I said, "How can I run them? They ain't gonna get me. They couldn't catch me." Mm-hmm. And then just Look to prove my point, I am. just to prove my point, I slapped one of them and took off running. Yeah, how'd yeah, that work then, out? Mm, I, you know, I'm still here. I did my show. Uh, I report to jail next week. So, yeah, sounds like a win to me. <laughs> uh, last weekend, uh, me and Travis did mushrooms. Uh, yeah, like like a lot What's of like. Them. What's That's that like? amazing. Uh, yeah, let me tell you about it, Josh, uh, since you don't do it daily. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Josh does a, he does more of a, um, uh, what's it called? A, a micro dose. Josh does like the micro dosing where, uh, for the most part, I know you go crazy sometimes, but. Uh, a macro dose, micro dose. <laughs> right. Um, and I do more of a, just lose a whole Saturday every couple months. That's, that's my thing. And so, uh, yeah, me and Travis, uh, threw a bunch of mushrooms and some fruit roll-ups and fucking munched them shits up. And, uh, and then we started watching TV. Normally this is our, this is our go-to, right? So we go to the grocery store first, we buy all the food, everything that we could ever want, just all the comforts around us. We roll a million blunts. Uh, and then I don't like the smoke. I don't like the smoke on top of it. I do. I yeah. It's it's a nice it's a nice little addition. Give it a shot. <laughs> you have a moment. Travis goes crazy. Travis like drinks and shit the whole time. Like Travis is like doing all kind of stuff. Uh, and Work so, uh, um, uh, but our normal go to is we watch we watch shapes and listen to uh, just like uh, EDM music and stuff that we would never listen to. And that's, there's like one specific video. I've talked about it on here before. There's one specific video that's just like our shit. And we just like watch that one. And, uh, I was like, I wanted to be more. And when you do that, that's kind of like the lose yourself type thing. And we were fucked. Like we, I was, I was definitely out there, but I still wanted to like, I wanted to laugh. I didn't want to just like stare for four hours. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, man, let's just watch like super bad. And that's, and oh, dude, that'd be amazing. But dude, when I come home, we're doing that. I was telling uh, you, I've got a, I've got one of those bars set aside specifically. I'm for eating that. the whole thing. Uh, dude, and go. so, yeah, we watched super bad. Cause I was like, yo, I've watched We've seen this movie a million times. It's like comfortable and familiar. So let's just watch that. Cause I'll just die laughing. I haven't seen uh, that in a long time. That. Oh dude. Uh, I didn't realize that the movie was so like green, like the color green is in it a lot. And I was like tripping and the colors were <laughs> fucking like just moving all over the place. Like I kept telling Travis, I was like, I feel so warm watching this movie like this movie makes me feel warm like i just and also every time they went into a grocery store like like the very like one of the opening uh scenes is them going into a convenience store and uh all the like candy bars and stuff are so like bright 
and shit. And so, like, in my head, like, the movie to me was like, man, let's go to another store, man. Let's get these characters in a grocery store right quick, bro. Let's uh, let's check some of that out. Let's see some bright colors. Like, uh, but no, it was a good time. And then whenever we started coming down, we took acid and <laughs> we ramped that shit up. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we tripped for 13, 14 hours, something like that. How different is the acid compared to the mushrooms? It's not that much different. And it actually, it hit Travis a lot more than me. I was telling him it didn't really do as much shit to me. Like, I just, you know, continued going. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very similar. It's not that much different. I, I don't even when, know if I could explain When I difference. was growing up, like, the not, you know, the 90s, my teens, the late 90s, it was raves. LSD was big ecstasy. But everything I heard was, like, you could take it once, and if it's bad, you'll never come back. Like, yeah, that's all that forever. scared shit. That, yeah. Up until like months ago when I talked to you about taking those mushroom bars, I was still like, what if I don't ever come back? What if I, <laughs> yeah. what if I, what if I trip and don't ever come back, dude? I got, I got kids. What, I got kids. What scares me is like, anytime you watch one of those like, uh, tripping documentaries or DMT documentaries, every person they talk to has the farthest stare you've ever seen. Like they're just like, and so that's what gets me. It's like, I just don't want to do so much to where I look like that permanently. Like I just don't want to look like I'm just seeing through people all the time. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's a good time. I, I would say mushrooms make, like, my body feel better. Like, there's moments, like, where I just feel, like, the most comfortable, uh, f- like, at like I, 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 like, lay on this futon that we have in the living room. I'm a real comic. I have a futon. And, uh, and I, uh, I just, I put the futon down. I just lay there, and I just, oh, it just felt so good. Like, sun was Man. peeping in through the window. Just you get that hitting, electricity. Yeah, yeah just, start, just start moving things. It just, yeah, it felt really good. Uh, yeah, so it was just a good time. And me and Travis were talking about it yesterday at the show. And I was like, can you believe that was last weekend? Because it feels like an eternity ago. Like it feels right? like so long ago. Uh, and it was literally last weekend. Like we haven't recorded since I did that. And I, I didn't like that didn't click to me. Uh, yeah. So I'm just having a great time, dude. I'm excited to go on the road. Uh, I just, I just refreshed by, uh, leaving the planet for a day. And uh, I'm just I'm ready to go, bro. I, I did yoga today. I went for a walk. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking these two weeks to get back in shape. I can't be rubbing my belly on stage. Uh, that's got to go. Oh, man. And so. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to really get at the shit. I got back. Uh, I got back in the gym when Zoe started back at school at the, at the Y. I told you I've been going back to the, to right. the gym again. Like, it's been two weeks and it's been the greatest feeling in the world to just be able to uh, exercise not in my backyard and to yeah. stare at people while I do it. <laughs> but Zoe, so I take her to school, drop her off and dude, she's so happy and confident at school. Now she never even looks back. She just like, just goes and we've gotten into a routine now where she knows if she wakes up early enough, um, I'll take her to, we go and get a whole bunch of scrambled eggs before I go work out. So we go eat a whole bunch and then I drop her off at school so now she tries to wake up early so that we go and eat breakfast together. Mm-hmm. And the other day we were eating and the kid is fucking hilarious. And she was staring at people and she would look at him. She was doing this at people in the diner, doing this at people. And then when they would, when they would stare long enough, she would hold her thumb up or she would like do the two fingers in her eyes and then point at them. Like she's watching them. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, hey, Zoe, it's rude. It's rude to stare at people. And my beautiful 
wonderful, perfect child looked me in the face and said, well, it's rude, but it's also really funny to look at them until they look at something else. And I was like... That's a Josh Watts move if there's ever been one. <laughs> I've never felt more aligned with you right now in my life. Cause it is. There's nothing more yeah. fun than making somebody look away. <laughs> no, it's it's your favorite shit. My uh one of my favorite, I mean, I have a million stories of you doing that to people, but one of the, my favorite ones is right before I moved to Seattle, uh, my ex and her new husband uh came to the bar that I was performing at and rented out the other side while I was performing for whatever uh bullshit that they had going on. I forgot about and, that. And you made them so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was <laughs> just my favorite fucking thing is I cuz I I I took it as like I was just like man, I'm just staying and and I'm doing my show. I'm not letting them fucking nope. ruin my night. I'm not going to go talk to them. I'm not making I didn't look at them the whole time. And I but did. you <laughs> would you would stay so like the way it, the the station works is there's like doors to where the stage room is and then on the other side of the doors is the bar room, but there's glass. You can see through the door. And Josh Fuck, would stand. Josh would stand on one side of the door and just look through the glass at those two and just stare at them the entire time and not fucking flinch. It was so goddamn good, uh, man. So before that happened, uh, this happened. I missed so I'm that. Watching, I forgot about that. Goddamn, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite ones uh, because you did it for I, me. And so I, uh, I stood but, directly. There was it wasn't hiding. They I was standing directly in the doorway. Right at the oh man! Just staring at him, just staring at him. It was so fucking funny. Uh, before <laughs> the way that I knew that she was there was, and I, I don't know if you remember this part of the story. I'm standing in line to get into the club, and uh, the her new husband or whatever the fuck, like uh, he sells trailers or some shit. And this was like some kind of recruitment for people to go sell trailers or some shit. It's some kind of sales conference bullshit. Of course, and of so, course it was. Yeah, and so. Uh, the there's like the dudes in front of me are all there for that, and they're like kind of drunk already, and are like talking real loud. And the dude turns around to me, and he's all fired up, gonna recruit me into this uh trailer selling uh fucking uh gimmick this dude's got going on. And he turns around to me, and he's like, "Dude," he was like, "Bro, you should make a lot of money, man." He was like, "I I, I was like, I, we're selling trailers over here. We just make a ton, blah blah blah." I was like, "Ah, cool, whatever." And he's like, "No, dude, let me introduce you to the guy. Let me introduce you." And then he introduces me to my ex girlfriend and her new husband and we looked at each other and we turned away like we both ran away it was like we surprised the fuck out of each other and then i went into my side they went into the other side we didn't say a fucking word to each other the dude that introduced us was confused as fuck <laughs> like just standing there like i why did they run away from each other why did they Man. both take off running and then i text you and told you the bullshit that was going on and then that's when you came through and cleaned up i'll tell you right now uh full transparency uh I I would have killed that dude if you had wanted me to. I was so ready to fucking fight him that night. And every time I saw, he has a punchable face. Uh, and look, whatever relationship ends, it's not always the other guys. It's not completely his fault. But I could physically punch him and be okay in society. So he's yeah. going to catch the brunch up. I was ready to fuck that dude up. I, when I was still on social media for a while, I, I didn't un, uh, unfriend her. And I would see mm-hmm. his picture. I'd see his picture. It's six, seven years now. You're a better human being. Your life is immeasurably better. I know they see you shining up in the sky like the Northern Star while they sit in fucking Denim Springs selling trailers to nobodies and a bunch of ain't shits, and you're up there shining so bright. 
I hope they see that, and I hope she cries it's, in the back of her double wide with her eight kids and her six puppies. I hope it breaks her heart to know that you're out there drinking champagne and caviar out the same glass because you don't give a fuck when you got money like that. You got a hot tub shaped like a big old pussy. I hope she knows that, and I hope she cries every night into, into, her, into the side of her trailer. <laughs> It is great. Every time I do, like every now and then, uh, I'll, I'll get like a "you may know" and it'll be her, and mm -hmm. uh, and and I just laugh every time that I see them two together because he's all he's like fifty, and so yeah. like uh, yeah, it just fucking cracks me up. Uh, but no, th it, it's funny the way that that worked out. It was, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going into it much, but it's just like uh, we were together forever. Uh, we break up the next week, like not even that. We break up on like Monday, Thursday. I have the show with James Uloff mm. Thursday. So like three, four days after we break up, I do this show with James Uloff. He books me on a two week tour in Canada. I go to Canada. I meet Travis. Travis convinced me to move to Seattle. I've been living off of stand up comedy for the last five years because of it. And <laughs> it all, it all happened like the second we broke up like that if anything it made me it definitely was like oh this is what was supposed to happen because none of this would have happened if we were still together because i would have had to uh base my decisions off of us as a couple you would you know have you would have had a you would have ended up in a real job doing something you didn't like and uh this it's the best thing that could have happened for you yeah it's absolutely uh, true you're too funny. She had your wings clipped, and now your wings are free, and you're soaring up high above with the eagles. And that's what Sorry, I love baby. to see. Uh, yeah. We ate a lot of pizza rolls and drank a lot of Jack Daniels, watched a lot of wrestling for a couple of days after that. Took me a little uh, while to get over it. And then uh, you were better for it. Uh, I didn't know yeah. that you were going to go into it. I still want to fight that dude if I ever saw him. I'd still want to fight him. Um, my ex, while we're getting into it, my ex-wife, uh, the guy that she cheated on me with, uh, I saw him. I don't know, not that long ago at a <laughs> at a uh at the <sighs> Target. Jesus Christ! In Baton Rouge, it's like your favorite place. Yeah, and I didn't even like her as a human being. So the best thing in the world that could have happened was our relationship in, um, because now I have my kids and I have my awesome wife, and it's the best thing that could have happened. But it still made my heart feel really good to see him in the target because he's, I don't know, 55. Like he's, he's up there and he is a uh, little hobbit looking round, <laughs> sorry, yeah. sad little motherfucker. And it just, it made me happy to see him because like I, uh, I, my life is great. I got a huge dick. Uh, I'm, uh, my muscles are big and fat uh, as my wallet. And like everything's just turning up roses for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good know. to see that comparison. That's great. That's the way it goes. Uh, so I, I feel good. I realize there's nothing funny. I realize there's nothing funny about that. It was just me being petty and be like, I was happy to see that he was a little weak, frail fuck. I'm here for it. I'm, here. I, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see that uh, my ex is with some old fat fuck, dude. I'm all in, dude. I'm all about it. Uh, selling trailers, and you're out here selling dreams, bro. I, dude, I, I start talking. And people fucking gather around and listen, bro. So I don't. People pay money weeks in advance to come and listen to you talk, and just to have the chance to look at you on a stage in front of them under lights. And this motherfucker has to bribe people to come listen to him try to convince them to sell trailers at a bar in Denham Springs. Come on, man, it's not even a comparison. 
It's not even a comparison. I hate I hate to keep dividing the nation further after what Trump did, but I don't know how I turned that into what Trump did, but I'll tell you what. It always is. <laughs> it's always there. It's always there if we want it. Uh, basically, we're the greatest. Uh, all of our decisions have always worked out. Uh, you, guys are lucky to, <laughs> you guys are lucky to hear us every week. Uh, Josh, you got anything else to say before we get out of here? No, uh, no. if you're around and you listen to this podcast in Lafayette, apparently people do. I, I met some people that listen to the show that... Um, I didn't know from comedy before. Like I didn't know I didn't know them. They came up and told me they listened to our show. It was really cool. Uh, so if you listen to the show, May 13th, come out to Warren Spear Garden and see me again. Nice. Uh, next week I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas. The week after that, Oklahoma City. Uh, we'll be doing shows uh, from those condos, and I'll, I'll update you guys on shows and everything <laughs> and what's got going shows on. Shows in all them condos. I didn't do it. I was trying to do area codes, and it didn't work out. That's eh, fine. Buckets I said that like that was a topical reference. Buckets and Buckets! Bye.